0: Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face-to-face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Welcome to Encounter Grace. I'm Jason McKnight, and I'm here with Ben Hendricks. Ben, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions here today. Uh, What is your favorite Jewish food?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... <laughs> a, a bagel, maybe just the cream
0: cheese. Just the cream cheese. I think that could be Jewish. How about, how about your favorite Jewish comedian? <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, other than can I name one other than Jerry I don't Seinfeld? Know if you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to go big. Favorite Jewish king. Oh, oh
1: um,
0: now we're winding it down.
1: I mean, David,
0: <laughs> David or Jesus? Miss, no, uh, he, yeah. well,
1: Jesus? he's Gentile. I thought he was Christian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. You know, if if you could visit one place from Scripture, Ben, where would it be? Uh, uh, the Garden. <laughs> The Garden of Eden. Yeah, I'll just keep everything else. <laughs> you. I'll go straight okay. to the fruit. He's still in the honeymoon stage. And the well, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest today and a very special uh, topic today. Um, so thank you for being with us, but a long-time friend of the show here on Encounter Grace, All Britain. welcome Anne. Thank you. Glad to have you. Y'all have me. Yeah, we're glad <laughs> to have you too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was getting stale and it was just so. yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. They have been part of Grace for many, many years now, About over 15 or 18? 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? 20 years, 18 years. They lead a house church, been involved in student ministry before Ben came along and you're still on the worship team playing the bass yeah. of all things. <laughs> uh, you know, you've been uh, on, the, on the building team and the decor and all that kind of stuff. If you see anything uh, of a good looking decor around Grace, Anne's fingerprints and her paint smudges are on it. <laughs> 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 it's really good about that. But uh, they also have a little side ministry. I have no idea what
1: that is. What could that be? I'm just kidding. Anyways, one of the things that, and I mean, quickly, just in my time the last five years or so uh, that I've known you for is being the leader, the key person behind a trip to Israel. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it. it, You just exude a heart for getting, or for going and getting people to go to Israel. And one of those things that it it really is fun to watch people bubble up and. And watching you get excited about it is uh it gets even me excited someone who's uh i mean in my early 30s and can't always see why you would go to israel of all the ways you could spend money why there and he's still saving for college or paying it off (laughs) and so just getting to hear you light or see you light up and hear you talk about is such a great thing and so i think kind of our heart was how do, we, uh, how do we get that out to people? How do we help yeah. them see why this is a trip worth taking and a place mm-hmm. worth seeing? And so my question is, we'll skip past Jason for just a minute because we'll talk to you, <laughs> is, I mean, when did you first go to Israel and, like, what drew you there?
2: Well, what drew me there, my mom had a book from Reader's Digest about the Holy Land. And I remember looking at it as a kid thinking, how in the world do they even know where Bethlehem is? Mm. That makes sense. Isn't it covered up by the sand of time or whatever? And then it just kind of stayed with me. I saw shows about it, and I thought, this is a real place. Mm. And then our friends Rick and Jane Vernon went in 2008, and we went And I went with very little information other than I was born again. I had been doing Bible study for eight years Mm -hmm. or so. I'm a Bible study teacher at heart. That's my love. And I'm a visual teacher, visual learner. And you put me in Israel, it Mm -hmm. just completely opened the Bible to me. And I'll tell you a little secret I used to hate geography. <laughs> Bible geography bored me, and I was like, I don't really care. And we would do this inductive study, and think, I think, I I don't know how to pronounce that, so I would skip over it. When I got back from Israel in 2008, I got all my pictures and zoomed in and looked at things and studied and put them with the Bible, and it just opened a whole new world. And um. I want to share that with other people. It opens the way you read the Bible.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. So, because, I mean, it's true, like, and this is one thing that I often talk about with people is like, there's such a difference between just learning something like head knowledge and then Mm -hmm. actually experiencing it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's what so much of this trip is. And what I know, I mean, you just mentioned, and we're going to get to even talk about more is just like, this is an opportunity, not just to learn, but to like experience these things, right? Yes. You
2: get the dust of the places on your feet and you walk places that are First century level, or even four thousand years old, and you you know where you are, and it's it's mm-hmm. incredible. It's almost mind boggling. You get over there, and you're and you think is is this Abraham? Is this David? Is this Jesus? Yeah. Is this the Book of Acts? Mm-hmm. Is this Alexander the Great? It, it, it gets a little um confusing at times but it's so much fun it's so exciting
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like personally just for I mean you guys and Jason this is, you can probably answer this as well like when you got home like how, how did your view of God change how'd your grasp mm-hmm. of God change like or scripture or just your walk with him
2: oh well it Definitely. It just opened up the Bible. It, it, I always tell people, "So putting a floor underneath the story, okay. you know, mm-hmm. and, and understand when they walked, yeah. you know, when he would walk from Nazareth to Capernaum, well, what, was that, what did that look like? You know, you don't think about – think all the times you're riding in the car with your kids or, or, you know, you're talking to your spouse. How much happens in that going time? Hmm. And that kind of happens on our trips, too, we're, with our group. We're, there's going time. We're in the bus, or we're walking, or we're doing all these places. And you think, you know, these are the mountains this is the Sea of Galilee. It hadn't changed. A lot of it's still very rural. And you can really sense of what it was like. Um, one of my favorite experiences that first time we were on the Mount of Beatitudes reading the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5. And it was the part about seeing the, the sparrows. and mm. And right then a sparrow flew over my head and was like tweeting. And I thought, this is crazy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it wrong. just felt, it just really brought it all to life. It's mm. very
1: exciting. That's so cool. I love that putting a well, a floor to the story or in the uh-huh. story. I mean, Some carpet under the. That's amazing. You know, as a designer, I'm a designer. I love seeing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I like a house being and, built, I like see uh, the floor, the floorboards, and all that. It just gives you a, a foundation that you might not have.
1: Mm. Which is such a cool thing because I mean, as like we're all teachers here, right? And right. so one of I know part of our heart for people is to make the story come to life or be real or and like kind of this idea of like. Adding Like re-incarnating re-in- Jesus again, like, how, like adding flesh back to him, right? Like how do you mm-hmm. make him real? And so this is such an incredible way to do that, like yes. getting to go and getting to walk in, down the same stones that Jesus, or the same path that uh-huh. Jesus could have, or be on the same mountain uh-huh. that Jesus was. Uh-huh. That's such a
0: really cool thing. Jason, when yeah. did, so when did you first go? Well, I went with Ann and David in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Rick and Jane uh-huh. and Ann and David were leading that trip, Mm -hmm. And there were, I think, almost 40 of us, maybe. It was such a rich, rich group. Uh Um, Betty Blaine was there and Mm -hmm. Donna Ramsey and Jewel and Heather White and all sorts of folks. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was fun for me uh, was just to see how small the land was. Mm. You know, we grew up in America. We can drive literally 40 hours to the west coast (laughs) maybe Uh 45 depending on where you're going Um, i grew up in canada you know i mean the eastern part of canada is closer to europe than it is to the western part of canada like we just live in big countries then you get over there and you can cycle north to south the whole thing in a day Hmm. it's just long i mean it's just short it's just compact it's just all right there and then you realize oh from nazareth to capernaum to walk that it just doesn't take that long. I mean, more than we're used to walking, but sure. it just doesn't take that mm-hmm. long. And for me, it brought all the years of study of Scripture, of quiet times, of just being in church and stuff. And it just kind of brought it into, oh, this is the package it's in. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was really, really a lot of fun. So actually, the geography of it shocked me the most. Um, and and it, was, it was really moving, actually moving.
2: Well, if you think there's no other place in the world it's the theater for god's redemptive story
0: Hmm. yeah
2: you go there and you see these things you it's it's just very it brings it very real Mm. very
1: real
0: it's like the stage. That's it is yeah, the, stage. the theater, the stage. It's the state, for, yeah. That's
1: good. So Jason f- for you and, and for like why why go back for you? Like mm. cuz you've been several <laughs> times. Or have you been once? I've and, just been once. And then you've been this how many will be times? This be our fifth. Okay. So you've so, gone four so you, times. Four times. So you, you almost have a ring for every finger on, on one hand. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on that yeah, hands. <laughs> okay. And so why go back after that many I mean after mm-hmm. so many times and then why others? Why lead others?
0: Yeah, and I think that's the the part that you would resound with all of us is that we love to teach. We love yeah. to invite others into any way to learn, and, and a dynamic learner will learn by experience Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and so really, we're, we're looking forward to May 2023 mm-hmm. when we take a group from Grace, from Kinston, from anywhere, though. I mean, you could be listening to this. You know, anywhere in the country or in Canada. And you can call our travel agent. We'll get you on the trip kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But why I want to bring them back or why I'd love to take people is how it gave to me uh, the floor under the story, the liveliness, the three-dimensionality of it. Um, It was like, oh, wow, imagine if I could have experienced that 20 years ago. Hmm. I'd have 20 more years of reading scripture in a different way yeah
2: yeah I tell people so I've, not, I've done mission trips in Kinston, like like sure. racing the lines, that sort of thing. This is not that. This is an equipping trip. You're equipping mm. yourself yeah. to teach to, to, to better share the gospel, mm. and you know just to bless the people of the land there and to, to bring back your blessings. It, it's just an incredible blessing. Everybody I've ever gone with, on the way back, they're like, "How can I go back?" Mm. I didn't see
0: enough. I want to go back. <laughs> I'm like, I know we're all crazy. <laughs> well, 3,500 years of history, you aren't going to see enough in eight days. No. And not that you have to sign up forever and ever, but it's just the fact of exactly. the matter is you, just like a good meal that you have to leave early. You wish yeah. you could have gotten to that next piece on the buffet, the next piece after that. It it's just that's kinda of is. Mm-hmm.
2: And for those who can't go, there's some great YouTube channels. There's one called <laughs> Sergio and Rhoda in Israel and they're fun that's to true. watch. There's that's some true. great ones. If if you can't go then you can get your fill of that. And that's what I did for years. I never dreamed. would Mm. ever go Mm. and here we're on our fifth trip and it's our it's so fun my great joy is to take people i'm watching jason and randy outland Mm. just going look at this geography i had no idea (laughs) you know you see the judean wilderness it's it's mind-boggling and you just can't quite grasp it till you see it
1: wow i'm sure the benefit isn't just what you get to see or even what you fully experience like terrain wise Mm -hmm. but also like the cool thing is you guys know so many of the people that are going. Like, I, I'd be willing to bet some of the greatest treasure that you find are like the relationships that you build as you yeah. go there. Is that true?
0: Well, shared experiences form us in life. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, people, mm-hmm. when, when you come to church on a Sunday morning and learn in a great sermon, <laughs> like a grace, <laughs> you learn. But when you all get together as your house church and go and serve at Mary's Kitchen, you change. Mm-hmm. And so shared experiences really form us in life. And so I think that's part of what you're yeah. saying here is yep. you're exactly right. When we, when we go as a band of brothers and sisters and friends and we're right. laughing ourselves, you know, we're learning, we're experiencing. We're like, oh, and then you're making a connection I didn't make yeah. and I'm making a connection she didn't yeah. make. And, she, <sighs> and then we're all riffing off each other. Because you've learned stuff in Scripture, and you've learned stuff in Scripture that I haven't learned yet. And then all of a sudden, wow, we get to enter the Lord more and into each mm. other more and into the Word more and into the world more.
2: Yeah, oh, it's so powerful. It's yeah. one of my things I've, I've been able to do is ask people to read the verses where they happened. Mm. So when we get to the site, you know, I remember Jason read the Garden of Gethsemane in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, he got to read, or if you're, you know, standing on the Mount of Olives and reading Zechariah 14 or any of those verses, people get real emotional and they'll never forget mm-hmm. what you got, we're reading about Cana and Cana. You know, the mm-hmm. marriage, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's just it's so powerful. God's word never goes out void, but when you're standing there reading it where it happened, I mean, yeah. people get really moved.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, what you get to see what you get to do and who you get to be there with. Like that yeah, what an incredible fun. it's a great selling point. I mean that's how I'd sell people for for our uh, registrations for camp. Like, I mean this sure. is basically just uh, summer camp, camp for adults, camp. right? Adult uh, really? we, we got a snowbird. you guys. You guys got I mean, go to Israel. We got Israel bougier, but that's okay. We might not go whitewater <laughs> rafting in the Nanahala. <laughs> what, what
0: what's the equivalent there? I mean what is the rolling down uh, from Jerusalem? Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: Floating in the Dead
0: Sea. Floating in the Dead Sea. (laughs) And
2: you float, and you can sit way up and hold a newspaper.
1: It's crazy. I mean, it is crazy. It's It's buoyant. (laughs) All right, so what are some of the things you guys will see? This is you go. And
2: you start. So... We have worked very hard on this itinerary because after all these trips, and we've kind of put it together. But we start on the coast, go from Caesarea, where the gospel came to the Gentiles, and Paul was in a mm. prison. And we go up the coast, we see all of Galilee, we see the Valley of Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> and the Jezreel ne- Valley. The Jezreel yeah. Valley, Nazareth, um, Capernaum. We stay on the Sea of Galilee in, a, in Tiberias, which is kind of like a little mini Myrtle Beach with ice cream shops,
0: <laughs> but the it's, a rest, it's a bit It's a bit kitschy. It pitchy. is, but
2: the rest of the Sea of Galilee is not developed at all. Mm. And it's amazing. It and you, really isn't. It's not, I mean, it's, It has to look just the way it did. And then we'll go up. We'll see the Jesus boat that they found. They call it the Jesus boat. It's a 2,000-year-old fishing boat that was uncovered.
0: In Magdala. Magdala, Mary Magdalene. And Magdala's
2: found. And they've – oh, yeah, we see first century synagogue there that Jesus probably preached in. We go up Mm to – to the north we go we could literally spit in Syria we're just right across the border right there at Caesarea Philippi and is that a
1: thing that people yeah she do. always tries yeah. to start an internet yeah I just houses. want to start
2: I was like <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs>
2: we always say that but we never spit but I don't know maybe some of them do I, I wouldn't put it past my husband just, but we're right there on the border and there's like children having picnics and yeah. it's like it's so beautiful and so mm-hmm. clean and, and just really nice and then we'll come down the Jordan Valley, we'll stay in Jerusalem, we'll see Bethlehem, we'll go to the Herodian, which is one of Herod's palaces. We see Herod's palaces all over the place. Um, <laughs> he was quite the builder. Um, and just you know, the Dead Sea, Qumran, we get baptized in the Jordan, near Jericho. If go, you want. If you want, yes. We will go there and people can sign up for that. And that's really special. Mm. I think that's probably one of the most moving things mm. for a lot of folks. Bucky.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. Wait, with, okay. Because you just listed a bunch of I things. I did. I'm sorry. And I don't know how many days. How many days? It's
2: seven days, seven, eight days on the ground. You're traveling. It's like a total 10 day trip. Okay. It's intense. It's okay.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's not. So you know, I went back in my journal from 2018 to sort of remind myself of all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anything written. It was so intense. I fell sleep yeah. every night. Uh, yeah. You do.
2: You get back to the room. You're exhausted. After, After word,
0: my ice cream, anyway.
1: Yeah. Your words are a little sl- blurry, <laughs> slurred. slurred. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we, we found a way to help with that, but you
1: so, have a question. So what I'm curious is like since you have so much jam-packed like is there an itinerary do you just follow where the wind takes you do you cast lots like john three we just follow the wind (laughs) yeah i mean yeah
2: so we've come up with itinerary and what we want to see each place and uh, we have our tour guide that i just adore her name is sippy siegel like sippy cup but it's t-s-i-p-p-i And we've had her twice now, and we're going to have her again. And she's just the best. And she will say, well, let's do it this way, or let's Mm -hmm, go backwards, mm -hmm. or let's – she'll get us in and out. when it's. And, of course, when we went in 2021, we were some of the first Americans back, and there were no crowds. It was awesome. Hmm. This is going to be quite a a rigorous itinerary to try to do. But if we can do it all, you're going to see Old Testament, New Testament, modern-day Israel.
0: And the great thing is – We've designed the itinerary, Yes, Anne and David and Susan and myself, who were the four of us are leading it. We've designed the itinerary for our gang to highlight the things we want to highlight. Yes, And, and it's great because the tour company we're going with is a 40, 45 year old tour company. They've sent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people on these Christian pilgrim tours. And, um, and they're just top shelf, but they, when you get a certain number of people, you design your own itinerary and have a devoted guide okay. and, and your own bus, and mm-hmm. it's just really top-notch. Service Nothing yes. but the best for Kinston. Come on, now.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And our t- our tour guide, Sippy she teaches the entire day. In the bus, she's saying, this is that date palm tree, and this is this, and that. You know, we're learning constantly. It's drinking from a fire hose.
1: Wow. But
2: it's so fun, and we laugh, and we eat a lot. Come on, now. I mean, you got to eat, and
1: yeah. the
0: food's fabulous. And... If the people aren't, the food will be, right? Oh, it's both. <laughs> okay. I mean, you go out fishing, and they jump in your boat because, is it? <laughs> oh, no, does that— no, oh, never mind. I, I, I thought that was the <laughs> dating service. The fish, the, yeah. <laughs>
2: the fish has a coin in its mouth. You remember that? Wow! That's type of corny thing. No,
0: it's going to be beach. it's it's going to be a, an itinerary designed by us for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's what I love.
2: And we keep the shopping to a minimum. You can shop at <laughs> night because yeah. you can spend all your time in in the gift shop. And huh. who wants to do that?
1: You need to go home with a relic or two, right? Oh, we do. <laughs> we have
2: we have a little bit on Saint know.
1: Peter's toenail. Yeah. You, okay. you have to pay extra for the big toe. <laughs> okay, back on track. Yeah, back this is actually a little, on, but what's funny is it's a little off to the side. Because you, you, you said this word, and I often forget kind of what they are. So I am curious. Are you guys, like, because you mentioned the word pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going as pilgrims, or are you going as tourists? And I'll be honest, great. I don't know what the difference is. Can you
0: No, that's a that? great question. So I, I really, we are going as pilgrims. We're, we're okay. not going as, as Ann said, we're not going on a mission trip. To serve people. But the other end of the spectrum, we're not going as tourists to be served. Hmm. And in the middle is this long tradition in the christian faith of being Mm -hmm. pilgrims and i guess other faiths too but you know we i mean really you can go back all the way to the 200s in the Mm third century fourth century and people were coming Mm -hmm. to see the places where the apostles were where jesus was where the old testament saints were in uh you know the holy land and so we're going as pilgrims that we might come home closer to jesus Mm -hmm. i mean that's the idea is that we know him a little bit more so that's kind of fun
2: yeah absolutely
1: okay so all right, this is uh, the cynic in me, so help me out here, all right? Uh, I'll never you should I, try working with him. I know. Oh dear. So I, I said this joke earlier. I had a professor, a uh, professor in seminary. Uh, he was my church history professor. Great guy, and he had he jokingly had a relic, right? Of, and it was the uh, Jesus <laughs> placenta, right? Oh, and oh. and of course he was like, "This isn't it." So that's funny. May, for some people, like they may see this trip and they kind of wonder, like, okay, how real are the things going on here? Like, do we just kind of laugh at some of it? Or do I take this seriously? Like, it, I mean, is that really the place? Is that really the thing? Did Jesus really walk there? Did he really use that? Yes. Like, question. How, how do you navigate that? Because you know, you got you know.
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. It's like places in Jerusalem are three, 30 feet up above first century level. So okay. you're not, you know, you're not necessarily walking where Jesus walked. But then there are places that are first century level. Um. A lot of research, a lot of archaeology has been done. There are, for example, one of my favorite places to take everybody is a place called the Valley of the Doves. Mm-hmm. It's the old Roman Via Maris, and it comes down this mountain pass from like the Galilee, upper Galilee, Galilee down to the, to the Galilee. And there's the Roman road markings. And it was the mountain pass. Jesus certainly went that way, mm-hmm. it was the Roman road. And you can see the Roman road. There are places That's where you amazing, get down really. to the bedrock. Jerusalem, there's places you see the bedrock. There's places where they think now where Herod's palace was in Jerusalem, they've discovered where the Magi came.
1: Wow.
2: I mean, when you get down to the bedrock and then you see evidence of 1st century, 2nd century, you, start, you know, or like 3rd century churches, Byzantine, or 4th century, mm-hmm. you go, okay, this, this starts to get legitimate. Yeah. So there's, this is what I tell people. There's three Ps about okay. Israel. <laughs> there's possible. This is possible what happened here. It's probable. Or is preposterous, wow. and one of the great places to explain that is in Bethlehem, in the Church of the Nativity, which is the oldest Christian church in the world. They're pretty; it's pretty probable the cave is where it happened because people've worshipped there since first century. Huh. But in that cave, and it's under a church, and it's all these like how do you describe curtains on the wall and incense yeah, things hanging but if you pull it back you really do see you're in a cave it was it was the manger I mean not the manger but the, the um, where, Je- where Jesus was born the cave you know anyway um, but in that cave they have a star on the floor and it's, this is the place he was born well that is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> How do we know where he popped out? <laughs> I mean, not to be gross, but how is he? Yeah. How do we know that yeah. star? But was he born there? Very probably. Born yeah, there. and there, so there's yeah. places like that. We try to stay away from the churches that there's a big modern basilica in Nazareth. I'd rather not go there. It's on top of where there is an old home, but to me, that's a waste of time. You see these modern churches, or, but then there's places like in Jerusalem where you can see evidence
0: of tomb or. And and where they, you've already mentioned, but the little village right on this, the the coastline of the Sea of Galilee called Magdala, which yeah. they have not even discovered. They had not even discovered until the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but archaeology is still going on. And so when you find the uh, synagogue in Magdala, this tiny little village, you find the synagogue. No one's seen it for hundreds and thousands of years. And all of a sudden you get to say, it is extremely very probable that Jesus taught in that synagogue. As yeah. the Gospels say, he taught in synagogues throughout their villages. Mm. And
2: that was where they salted fish, so all the fishermen would have gone there for a catch. It just makes sense that, you know, the yeah, like, fishermen would have—he would have been there. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. They found another synagogue while we were there, right across the street.
0: It was, oh, man, it's like they're Baptists uh, breaking off. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. no, all our Baptist listeners, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: first Magdalene, second
0: Magdalene.
1: back on track okay here we go (laughs) okay so I I, help me out here as well like because I I I think that's such a cool thing like being able to find that the place of like not having to say like this is the you know this is the place where Jesus literally sat or like did this like but like oh this is this common place that so many people would have been and Mm -hmm. Jesus would have had to walk there if he wanted to get from point A to point B like like that's a cool thing to be able to just know I mean yeah, like you get to yeah. walk in the same place Jesus did. Like yeah. that, that, that is cool. So, I'm just curious. Like from like a spiritual side, have you guys like? I, I'm not saying like angels from heaven came down from high. Like right, but like was have you ever had like something like powerful or spiritual? I mean, what was the kind of a, a takeaway from mm. this, just for your walk with the Lord? And mm. then also, can, like, I mean, it. Where what do we do with like prophecy here? With mm. as we're kind of navigating this whole world of. The spiritual
0: and like it can get a little yeah. funny for oh, us. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a really and good point. And tackle the prophecy question because you had a great point.
2: Well, <clears throat> it is. This is the, the land of the prophets. Hmm. We are going to stand where they found Isaiah's bulla, which is a, a the ring impression. You know, you would. Hmm. They found Isaiah the prophets' ring impression hmm. on the city of David, which is the oh. in, in the on the Temple Mount, southern, hmm. southern Temple Mount, right next to where and where they found Hezekiah. And so Isaiah is calling to these these kings and telling, you know, the the prophecies, you you have to remember, prophecies were fulfilled in Bethlehem when a virgin gave birth to a a son. You know, we go to these places where the prophets prophesied these things. There's things that are happening that we know Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem. He's coming back to the Mount Mm -hmm. of Olives, Zechariah says. So there's still this yet and not yet, or is mm-hmm, that how you put it, right. Jason? Already, not yet. Already, not, not yet. Just me, not just Yeah. didn't make that up. Oh, I thought you did. No. I was so No, impressed. but Anne, we love that. No, <laughs> but it's just cool to think of. Now, are we... And one of the things I think was my favorite thing, you see this closed eastern gate on the Temple Mount. Well, there might be something to that. But we're not going to say, this is the end times, or this right. is... Be, the, right. Well the timing of the end times, we definitely know Jesus is coming back. Sure. And and Jason I've had so many conversations about it right. because we have you know, we see things just a little differently and that's yeah. great because they're not they're they're just the little rib issues. But we see Jesus the same. And you know? We see Jesus the same and we see Jesus mm-hmm. coming back. And mm-hmm. so to mm-hmm. see Jesus at work and the people there and see all that, I think that's yeah. But yeah. we're not going saying, you know, this is the prophetic that, that's not what this is about we're going to equip people to know Jesus better to know the word better to understand the Old Testament a lot of people don't understand the Old Testament mm. this gives you a real understanding you can stand on the hill and see Mount Moriah from a distance which would have been the first view Abraham and Isaac had mm. as they was coming to take Isaac to sacrifice yeah. Yeah. I mean those things come to life we, we go where they know where they found King David's palace mm-hmm. um, you can stand in Hezekiah's Tunnel I don't like that. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay outside where everybody goes and <laughs> be. But um, I just get a little claustrophobic. But, I mean, because it
0: is the water source that the water Hezekiah source. dug. And they have it now. And like, they we, have it. You know, archaeology. Oh, and, it. and
2: they even know where they think King Solomon was anointed as king. I mean, it's just the Old Testament just it's incredible. Yeah, it's it so just cool. Comes
0: alive. Which is a good point because the Gospels and Acts are pretty compact as a story. Yeah. The Old Testament is sprawling. Yes. So if you can put your, put a floor under it in a little bit of a yeah. way, then it helps. One of the things that was most impactful for me when we went was um, we, we were out south of Jerusalem in the hills— and we were looking to the east. We were at a, a little place for dinner with tents and camels. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they they made it for pilgrims. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they it's, don't it's still live in tents. It. We love it. <laughs> but, um, and it was supposed to mimic what it could have looked like for Abraham. So we were talking about Abraham and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking out, And I got the tent behind me. I got a camel over here behind me. And I'm just looking at it. What I see is hill and hill and um, Uh crevice and cliff and cave. And then down five, seven, eight, nine miles away down is the Dead Sea. And, like, you you know it's way down. And I don't see a man-made object anywhere. Right. And at that moment, I'm like, Abraham could have seen this exact same view. Right. Mm. And and I'm like 3800 years ago. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. And it just let me enter into a little more yeah. of the life of Abraham and then the life of the other patriarchs and then on into Joseph and and um and then, you know, uh David and all the prophets and everything. So it was yeah. just it was really impactful for me to think Oh, this is where it all happened. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because it's so much
1: of what you were already saying, like we were talking about earlier with like the people you go, that shared experience matters. Mm-hmm. So, with those people, but it's part of the power, it seems, uh, of just getting to go there because you have a shared experience with someone you've never met. Yeah. Like to get to yeah, be able to yeah, see baby. the same thing, to see, mm-hmm. yeah, like that very possibly, very probably, uh-huh. you're seeing the same thing that Abraham saw 3,800 years it ago. Is, like, that's amazing.
2: It okay. is amazing. It's. Yep. it's the greatest joy for me when Jason's preaching, and he'll talk about going, he'll, he, you're talking about well, the, the road up to Jerusalem from Jericho, and I know he knows it, and <laughs> to, to have witnessed him watch, see that, I'm just like a proud mama. I just sit there in the sermon, I'm like, I'll nudge David. I was like, he, he, he learned that. <laughs> Not that you wouldn't have learned it on no, your own, true, but though. it's just,
0: it's oh, so Oh, I got so, robbed there, too, just like the Good Samaritan. Uh-huh. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> I, like, I didn't know you got robbed. David lost his wallet, but I didn't know you got
0: robbed. On that road, that very road. Oh, that I got bandits road. set upon me and,
2: and they left you, you And you dead. left me.
1: <laughs> All right, so <laughs> as uh, as we're kind of finishing up and getting towards the I mean, is there like is there kind of a uh, like a memorable moment or maybe mm-hmm. a fun moment that you guys can think about mm-hmm. kind of just to leave with everybody of just
0: Yeah. Well, I tell you what. So the greatest archaeological discovery of the 20th century is the is the Dead Sea Scrolls. The finding of the Dead Sea Scrolls in the caves of a place called Qumran, overlooking the Dead Sea. So you're Mm kind of down towards Jericho. And um, we visited there. And here's the memory: is that Randy Outland, who's you know a pastor, retired pastor in our midst here, and he he is just a great teacher. And he and I have taught together for years, the fellows and other things. Well, to watch him teach on the Qumran scrolls and the Dead Sea Scrolls and then the ways of Israel in the first century, which is why they even had a Qumran Essene community. Hmm. And he just laid that out about 12, 14 minutes for us. And like he's, a, he's just a stone's throw from where the scrolls were found. It was just amazing to watch Randy teach that. And, and that is sticking with me to today. Wow.
2: He... Actually, I heard him say later we went to hear him talk about the trip, and he said that was one of the highlights of his career. Mm. To think that that just that moment to get yeah, to he's... do that it was really cool. Uh-huh. We had a fun moment. and This is kind of silly, but when we were we were going to Bet which is one of the ten Roman decapolis cities, and and they have uncovered all these things, and we were walking up the backside. Our tour guide has a real flair for theatrical, and we were going up the backside, and she's like, "Here." Have this, and I was like, "What is that?" She says, "That's from First Temple. This is pottery from First Temple. This is three thousand years old." Oh wow! I like said,
0: Solomon's Temple, First Solomon's, Temple.
2: Solomon's. Wow. I said, "Can I take it?" And she's like, "As long as you're not digging it up, you can't." Well, we were like children <laughs> on the beach, down top, so picking up. We were like, "Is this it?" And they <laughs> said so we were picking up all this stuff. We found all these things. Oh, I had some. It was up here. It was Roman glass. This is two thousand year old Roman glass, wow, and they 'll get it and make it joy as long as you 're not digging it up, you can take it home. so that was really fun wow. for me. These are pieces of pottery I mean that's just just part of the experience and you know being part of the land and just seeing that but mm-hmm. yeah, but I have had a few, and I we' trying to finish up, but there was one <laughs> moment in Magdala where the mm-hmm. Lord had been working on my heart for a long time, calling me out to deeper water call me out to deeper water and we got there to Israel and, is, and there's this new church and there etched in stone was the Latin word words Duke in altum and so I asked Scipio, I said what does that mean and she said come out to the deep you could have knocked me over mm-hmm. with a feather I went over behind an olive tree and bawled because I knew that that was verification of something Lord had been working on my heart. You know, it was just, it just blew me away. It's like, he etched it in stone for me. Mm. How crazy. Because <laughs> <it is. laughs> I guess I'm pretty hard-headed, and I needed to have, <laughs> have it that way. But people have all sorts of experiences and emotions, and and it's, we share with each other, and you, you learn from each other. That's the best part,
1: mm, wow. I think. All right, so maybe two more questions, because... As we're finishing yeah. up again, i because I'm just curious. Like, I, I think you guys have made it very clear. Like, this is a trip worth taking. Yeah. Like, but for so many people who probably will never get to take this trip, like, are they missing out? I mean, are they like, falling short? Like, are they gonna like how do How do we navigate that? Because it's like you want to experience Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is this the only way to? No. Like, okay.
2: Cause he's a li- he's alive. Yeah, we can experience him wherever we are. Mm. It's a it's a blessing to go. It's it's a it's a great experience. But there's things I'll never do that I you know. Yeah. not everybody yeah. can do it. It's a hard trip.
0: Yeah,
2: it's it's not an easy. trip. And not trip. every
0: season of life. Right. Like in, in different seasons of life. Yeah. And and, uh, and every opportunity isn't my opportunity. Correct. Mm. So the Lord tells us when it's time to do X, Y, or Z. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: I have a feeling we're going to have a whole bunch of people come back going, "You got to hear about Israel." No, <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's
0: that's what's so bad is that everyone gets like Israel fatigue. If they My didn't kids go. are so sick of hearing about it. They're like, "Oh no, here she goes." And here's... Nobody tries to. It's just it's just a pretty moving experience. Yeah, huh. you know, to me the the thing that is is I I I think it sticks in me a lot is the um, the the glow of the stones of the old city of Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. Like they're all sort of a. a a, not gold in a shiny way, but gold in a in a in a color coming out of the ground like a mm. light light brown but it 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 really has some brightness to it, and the whole old city because that's just what they have to build with
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's really unlike anything I've ever seen. I've traveled to a lot of countries, you know, two dozen countries. I've never seen anything like that. It's really fascinating. Mm. Even that is beautiful in a way. Like, you you know, these little serendipities God gives different places in the world. So cool. And and his stage for redemption history, which is what Israel is.
1: All right. So so maybe someone's hearing this and, like, they just want to take kind of the next step to see the Lord become real, I mean, or feel real or just experience him in a new way. I mean, maybe they've just, their walk with the Lord has been stale. Like, if someone finds themselves in, they hear this, and they're
0: interested, what do they do? Yeah, well, they can contact Ann or myself mm-hmm. or okay. Ann and David or Susan and me. You can contact Grace, and we'll put you into touch. There's always in the show notes here in the description. There's always our, our website, gracekinston.org. We'll get you linked up and hooked up, and you can learn more. You can reserve a spot, and uh, you can come with us on the, on really, on the experience of a lifetime, the pilgrimage of a lifetime. Yes.
1: Gosh, guys, thank you so much. This was so great. I mean, again, from a skeptic to almost an evangelist right here, me.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I just appreciate Anne, you coming in and sharing your heart for some place that I mean, you just have seen the Lord show up. Because he walked there and it's such a cool way to experience it. Friends, if you want to figure out, a, if you want a, another way to just experience the Lord, this could be an opportunity the Lord may be leading you in. So if you're interested, make sure to check out our website to call in a grace and find out some more information. Thank you so much for just being a part of it and listening. Uh, share it to a friend who maybe wants to go. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much.
0: This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.